of knowing. All right, man. Welcome to Crow 777 Radio. This is episode 312.5. Jason Lingren is with me, and we have uh, an honorable man who we will call Paul Unslaved. Uh, when I get him in here, he will give you information on how you can follow and other things. This is the way it's going to go. We've got a video. I think it was Rose that bumped into it, who was so damn impressed by how this all went down. It's a traffic stop, and Paul stands as a living man. And he holds his position with honor, I might add. And we're going to make the transcript available to everyone. By the time this episode goes out, there will be a transcript for everyone to download. Within that transcript, there will be a link to the YouTube video. And when I get Paul in here, uh, he can offer up whatever he wants for people to follow or whatever. Anyhow, welcome, Jason. And a very fine afternoon it is. All right, this is going to go a little different because we're going to run a video, and so you're going to have your hands on the controls. You're going to have to steal it, but let's get into this uh, and maximize our time. Welcome, Paul. Hey, what's going on? All right, here, here we go, Paul. First off, I want to say thank you for doing what you did. So many people in the world are so interested in holding their position, living with honor, living free, uh, but a lot of people are nervous about doing it. Even Rose told me she would have been scared you know what, um, without the example you laid down. So in some ways, it's a bit like you're the guy climbing that mountain for the first time. And after you've done it, others think, well, maybe I can do that too. So what we're going to do here, unless you want to, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm forgetting. Why don't you quickly offer whatever you will out to the audience in terms of YouTube or whatever else you want to put on offer? So yeah, basically uh, my YouTube is, uh, it's Paul Unslaved, ITS. It's Paul Unslaved, U-N-S-L-A-V-E-D. And then um, my Facebook is uh, Paul Pablo Remington Jones. It's kind of an alias that was created a while back, over 10 years ago, and I haven't been able to change it on Facebook. So we're just uh, rolling with the punches. All right. So what we'll do is I'll make sure, Rose is going to make sure you have a login to crow777radio.com so you can get at the full show where this will be released and you can comment and put the links down, or you can simply give them to Rose and one of us will get them posted for the subscribers. Uh, anyhow, Jason, let's jump in here. Um, Jason's going to run a YouTube video because Paul had the foresight uh, to film the entire thing. And I'm sure the police were filming him as they tend to do these days. Uh, as a matter of fact, this clip that we're about to run starts out with Paul informing the officer, hold on a second, sir, let me start my video. So Pick it up, Jason. You're going to have to drive this boat. All right. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to play the video at the same time that we're all listening to it, and I will pause it when anyone wants to comment. So everyone ready to go? Yes. Let me just start my video, please. Your video? Yeah, I'm just going to record this interaction. Okay. I need your license. Sir, what makes you believe that I need that to travel from point A to point B? Because you have no license on your, no license plate on your vehicle, sir. Would you like to see my paperwork? Yes, I would. I asked for it two seconds ago. That's not what I have for you, sir. Okay. I have here the definitions from the Motor Vehicle Code. I have the Supreme Court decisions and everything you need here to understand that I don't need a license, registration, or any documentation to travel from point A to point B. It is a right that has been preserved by the Supreme Court and the law of the land. Okay, stop. All right, so let's, let's get everyone up to speed. What's happened here is Paul is driving a private conveyance, not a vehicle, not subject to the vehicle code, which so many of us have forgotten. Now, let me stop you there. I'm not oh, driving. I'm, sorry. I'm not driving. Oh, you're, you're right. I'm using the wrong language. <laughs> you're, you're, you're traveling from point A to point B, sure. aren't you? 
I'm moving property, even more specific. I'm moving property. <laughs> All right, bear with me. I, I, I try to correct my language as I can. So sure. what's happened is there's no, uh, on the car, there is no plates. So the police officer has said, well, I've got to pull him over. First thing Paul does is say, I'm going to film this to let him know. And I think that has an effect. Every time I see it, it seems like it has an effect. And then he launches into saying, the paperwork you're asking for is not what I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you the law of the land upheld by the Supreme Court. Anything you would add there, Paul? No, I think you pretty much got it there. Okay, go ahead, Jason. Okay, sir, in order to drive in Colorado, you need to have license. It's not driving. The ID definition says right there, sir, driving is doing commerce where you're employed you on the road. ID? I don't need to present ID unless I'm in the commission of a crime, sir. I have not okay. committed any crime. Stop right there. All right. This is another key point. Um, show me your ID. Paul tells the officer, hey, I only need to present ID if I've committed a crime and I've committed no crime. This one little thing, if so many of us would have just kept track of what's real, what your rights are, what's true, think of how many traffic stops over the decades would have went no further than this. Would you add anything, Paul? Other than, yeah, the, the idea, the presumption that I even have ID, right? If I'm born in the mountains somewhere and I have not entered into any contract with any corporations, there's no reason for me to even have identification at all. So it's a presumption that I have something to begin with, right? Because we've all been sort of indoctrinated into this idea and belief that we need to have identification of who and what we are. Such a good point. And I'll add this. Recently, we heard uh, a firsthand account of a young man who was in the DMV getting his driver's license. And when they put him up in front of the camera, he says, I'm sorry, my spiritual beliefs prevent me from doing that. That is a graven image. And we are told that the DMV rushed him to the front of the line and issued a license without a photograph. I kid you not. Anyhow, go ahead, Jason. Now, do we want to be clear that the whole point behind everything you just said right off the bat is that they are under the assumption that all of these codes and all this other nonsense, that is for commercial drivers. But that's not what the cop thinks. He just thinks that anybody behind the wheel of a car has to follow this. But the truth of the matter is, unless you're engaging in commerce, these things technically, in fact, don't apply. Is that correct? Sure. And that's the thing. The law is expressed, not implied, but the implied understanding to most of us growing up and even to the police who are being trained is that driving is anybody moving any motorized vehicle. And that's not the case. The term driving is expressed in law as one conducted, conducting a, one employed in conducting a coach or a carriage uh, in the transportation of goods and services, peoples, et cetera, et cetera. So it's literally been you know, outlined in many different law dictionaries and the Supreme Court has upheld it over and over again that the public roadways are for the express use of the public the people, men and women, and cannot be infringed upon, taxed, or regulated by a corporation that was created by man and women itself, right? Man creates government. Government does not create man. Government answers to men and women. Men and women do not answer to government. So I've got to ask a question here. Are you self-taught? Did you learn these things by picking up like Black's Law Dictionary, or did you have a mentor? How, how did you get to where you are? So I always have to say that Carl Lentz is a very big influence on me. However, this is a lifelong journey in different ways, coming to an understanding at a certain point of who and what I am, and more importantly, what I am not, regardless of what any other man or woman in this realm says about me, 
right? I don't care if it's mother, father, uh, significant other, um, peers, teachers, authorities, anyone other than the universe, God, whatever you want to call that. There is no one here who can tell me any different. Once you get to that point, that's where it goes to the next level. But there's obviously always influences along the way. Mark Passio is another uh, big influence as far as the uh, technical written down aspect of it. Understandings of natural law on uh, universal law, right? So I want to point out here, when you said get to the next level, we're really talking about a spiritual transition at that point, aren't we? It's not a question of is it or is it not? It just is. It's transcendence, right? Because right. you understand what is and then everything around you is making you feel or seems to be like there's resistance because now you have to transcend. You have to go into an action phase with thoughts and emotion, right? The sacred trinity, thoughts, emotions, and actions in order to co-create with the universe the world that we want to live in. It also occurs to me, Paul, that a lot of this, to get to that transition point where you begin to transcend, don't you kind of have to have the mindset that I'm not a kid, I'm not a child, I'm not a baby anymore, I'm an adult, I take care of myself, um, that kind of a mindset? Because so many of us are convinced, oh, I need my social security, oh, I need the doctor to tell me what to do. You see where I'm going here? The word is responsibility, right? The ability to respond to whatever life brings to you in one way or the other, right? But oftentimes we become reactionary and that's why, you know, like children, right? Children are reactionary. Someone does something, they do something back immediately. Response ability is ability to respond in a way that benefits the self and the whole. Well, I got to admire the cut of your jib, man. Go ahead, Jason. You violated traffic law in the state of Colorado. The definitions are right there, sir. If you'd like to go to court, we sir, can handle it. your ID, okay? I need your license, insurance, registration, your operating motor vehicle. Did you all, even look at my paperwork at all? Sir, I'm, I'm looking at your paperwork. It's Did you read the definitions? Computers. The motor vehicle code definition is in there. It says okay. driving is doing commerce on the roadway. I am not doing commerce. I am not employed. If you could please get a supervisor out here, I'd appreciate it, sir. Okay, stop right there. This is another thing that I've seen repeatedly on someone who is about to hold their position with honor and basically walk or not drive away from what's just happened by doing exactly what Paul just did, where it's pretty clear he's hitting a roadblock, so he asked for the supervisor. Is there anything you'd add about that, Paul? Was that, was that premeditated when you did that? No, no. And let's be clear that when he turned and said, uh, whatever his call numbers were, can you start another? I immediately said, it's time to ask for a supervisor because they're about to arrest me. Because <laughs> he, he turned into his walkie-talkie and said, start another. That means bring another car here and another unit because we're about to put hands on somebody. And I'm sure he didn't want to do it alone because I'm a pretty big dude. Well, that you see, but that to me, this, this all go, if that would have started to proceed, what the hell could they possibly be arresting you for? Well, obviously, you know, from their perspective, driving a motor vehicle without license plates, insurance registration, failure to identify obstruction of justice, interference with investigation. I mean, there's a whole host of things that they could say using their language and their quote unquote understanding or misunderstanding, right? But from the common law and from even the lawful and legal perspective, as you'll see when the supervisor comes later, he explains the way they do things is not the way I do things. And the difference is, is that one applies to corporations and legal persons, and the other applies to man and woman. They're not the same. Legal and lawful are not the same. What I was doing was very illegal. However, it was very lawful. Such a good point. Go ahead, Jason. 
Okay, do me a favor and then turn the car off then. I'll get a supervisor out here for you. Okay. Oh, I'm not going anywhere, sir. Okay, can you just turn the car off for me then? Am, am I obligated to turn my car off? I, I'm not intending to go anywhere. I'd like to handle this matter and settle it right now. I, I have no reason to leave. Why would I do that? Okay. I'm getting another unit out here for your request. Sure. Okay. All I ask is to see your license, insurance, registration. I'm telling you that I don't have such because I'm not required to by law. It's been upheld. It's been upheld the by the state of Colorado. You are required to have it's, a license, insurance, It's federally been upheld. A motor vehicle on state roads. The definition is right there from the motor vehicle code. Driving is defined as doing commerce on the roadway employed by somebody. I am not employed to do commerce on the roadway. I am traveling in my private property from point A to point B, which, as it says in there, is my right to do so, upheld many times in the Supreme okay, Court. Sure, no problem, bud. Hey, so Jason. Yeah, so I just want to clear up what I had just said before. It actually, in this case, is not illegal, right? Because I, I was speaking from the perspective of somebody who's already contracted and got a driver's license. What I was doing was not illegal or unlawful because I've never entered into any agreement with them, right? And under their legal system, I have to be contracted with their corporation for their statutes, policies, and codes to apply. So in that case, I actually was legal and lawful. I just wanted to clear that up. All right. So basically the point being is you have not recently been to the DMV to get basically a driver's license or, or registration or insurance. Sure. I've never had, I've never had any of that paperwork. So for the average oh, wow. person, right, if they have that paperwork and they try to do this, it's still legal and lawful. However, from their perspective, they're going to say, well, why do you have this agreement? Whatever. You just have to keep making them understand that driving is not the same thing as moving your property, right? There's this big huge misunderstanding and disconnect behind the language and they have to everyone has to go into the the law dictionaries and understand you know that this is commercial activity what they're trying to regulate is all commercial activity it's not private individuals on the public roadways so let me ask you a question paul tell me if this is correct it's almost a, a public private issue say that someone's pulled over exactly as you are they're doing exactly what you're doing but they are holding registration. They are holding a driver's license. And the reason they're doing it is because they do drive. I use the word drive in a commercial capacity. So under those conditions, they would kind of need those things, wouldn't they? But yet as a private person, they could still do exactly what you're demonstrating here. Sure. Well, the irony of all this is, is that, you know, we can get into then the idea of even commerce, like since when did the government decide that they had a right to regulate what men and women do free trade amongst themselves on public roadways? But that's a whole other discussion. But um, when it comes down to having any of these paperwork, any of these contracts, W-2s, W-9 for taxes, you can do all of it because when you get into court, you just say, listen, I comply with all this because I knew that I might get my head cracked open on the side of the road if I didn't have a license. However, I am not a driver. I am not operating commercial capacity. I have those things in order to make my day go by. The plate and everything makes my day go by easier. You know, I don't get stopped every five minutes and get my neck broken. But now that we're in court, let me let you understand I am not operating commercial capacity. So all your statutes, policies, and codes, speeding, all that nonsense does not apply to the lawful man and woman. It's advisory. It's not compulsory. So I think what this comes down to is what we've discussed so many times is that they're making an offer you did not accept. Therefore, you are not contracting with them, period. Sure. It's all contract law, right? That's why the first time or at least a big part of it, the legal system is all commercial contract law, because the first thing they want from you is 
license, registration, and insurance. Now, if anyone knows anything, you know, I'll ask everyone out there, what's the reason why that's the first thing they're ever going to say to you? Because they cannot move forward without having the established contract, right? The supposed meeting in the minds, which isn't even a lawful contract because there is no man or woman on the other end, right? It's a, it's an organization, a DMV or whatever, a state of, it's an entity. It's not an actual living man or woman. It doesn't meet the requirements for an actual contract. However, what they, their, their justification is, well, once you present license, registration, and insurance, you're under contract. You are a citizen. You are a subject of United States corporation inside of America. We now have the right to put hands on you, regulate you, and do all these things because you have consented, right? It's consent of the governed. And the way they get that consent of the governed is through contracts. It's kind of what Alphonse always says, is that Mr. or Mrs. State of Colorado. Sure. Alphonse Fagiol, I'm sure you're talking about. Me and him are in contact. We all, a lot of us know each other because, you know, we, we do, now that this whole thing has sort of become what it is, we have all sort of found each other, right? That's how the universe works is it brings people together who need to do this work. And we all sort of have little different ways of going about certain things, but the core of it is the same, right? The common lore, L-O-R-E, or common law is the same. The unwritten body of rules and laws that the universe gives us in conscience to know right from wrong, right? And it's pretty much a lot of it common sense. And then furthermore, it's written down in uh, constitution and charters with agreements with our government of what they will not do. It does not give us rights, benefits, and privileges. It is outlining what they will not do between us and God. All right, let's roll, Jason. Just got stopped by uh, one of the officers here, so I am recording. Yeah, we're going to see how this goes. Gave him my paperwork, and uh, yeah. I'm going to ask you one more time for your license and registration. Okay. I- Sir, there's no, there's no circuitous route here. I'm telling you. Can you do, at least tell me your first and last name, date of birth? I don't believe that I'm obligated to give you any of that from information unless I'm in the commission of a crime. Yeah. If I'm wrong, please produce the law for me. I'm entitled to see the law if that's the law. Uh, this is nothing personal. I have no issue with you. I'm simply trying to abide by the law of the land and by the motor vehicle code and by all the rights given to me in this country. I don't know what motor vehicle code you're following, but in the state of Colorado, you need to have a license, insurance, and registration to operate a motor vehicle on state roads. Okay, can I give you the definitions of that by by Black's Law's dictionary? Operating a motor vehicle, a motor vehicle is defined that's in... That's not the dictionary I follow, man. I the follow sub- that's what, then, that, then you have a conflict of interest with the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court, which is the highest law of this land, follows Black's Law's dictionary. So I'm not... I'm not interested in contracting with you or following anything that you follow. Like I said, even in the motor vehicle code, which you guys are, are following as a corporation, the Supreme Court is beyond that. But let's just take the motor vehicle code. The definition of my understanding of a motor vehicle is a vehicle that is doing commerce on the roadway. It even gives definitions in the code. It says tractor, trailer, bus, or a taxi, right? Taxi driver, bus driver, truck driver. I am not a driver because I'm not transporting or in the in the act of trafficking any goods or peoples. I am- Let me ask you a question. What were you doing right there on Colfax then? Operating the motor vehicle. Would you consider yourself a driver? No, of a motor vehicle? absolutely not. A driver's driving in, a car. A driver by definition. I understand there's a colloquialism that we don't understand here, or maybe they haven't told us or we don't understand, but the word driving by definition means you must be employed by somebody. So I was not driving. I was traveling in my private property from point A to point B, which like I said, the Supreme Court has upheld many times I have the right to do so. If I was, let's say, doing Uber or uh, uh, some form of hauling goods or, or services on the roadways, then yes, the government has a right 
to know that I can operate the roadway to do that business and then tax me, of course. But I'm not doing such. I'm traveling from point A to point B in property that I purchase privately and legally and lawfully. Okay. Can I ask you a question? Sure. What is your name, man? Why do you not want to identify yourself? I just don't, I just believe that nothing personal to you. I have had some incidents in the past where there, any information that I give, as you know, can and will be used against me in a court. And I don't believe that I have any necessity to give any information. I'm a, okay. you, uh, see, you see my name, right? but you're required to produce your name because you are a government, uh, uh, employee. It actually says I can ask you for three forms of ID, which you have to produce. You cannot ask me for, this is by my understanding of you guys's contractual law to uphold the constitution and, and even the codes quote unquote of the state and the city my understanding of that is is i am not required to provide any of that information unless i'm being charged or or you know some kind of crime is suspected which i don't sure, believe you're being charged for violating traffic code right now if you want to if you want to bring those charges that's fine but when we go to court and they convict me in a local court i will go to supreme court and you will be held accountable and liable for those charges just like a credit card you cannot bring charges and not be held liable for them because the responsibility and onus is on the person bringing them. So you, I would hope that you'll be able to prove in a court of law based on case law and everything else that I don't have a right to operate, excuse me, not operate, see this is the game, I don't have a right to take my private property from point A to point B, which I, like I said, the Supreme Court ruling is in that documentation I gave you. All the definitions are there. So I'm not coming from my own manifestation. I'm not coming from something that I want to be true or made up. I've read the definitions. I've gone through the case law. I've looked at the Supreme Court decisions. It's it's expressly stated in there. The law is expressed, not implied. This is my understanding of it. You know, I'm not, I've, I'm a man who does no harm and that's how I live my life. I live my life by truth and doing no harm. The law of love. You know, I have no issues with you or anybody else, and I'm not in the uh, doing anything wrong at this time. I've caused no loss, injury, or harm to anybody. I'm okay. taking my property from point A to point B. Do you live in Lakewood, Denver? Where do you live, man? I would rather not answer any questions, sir. Okay. Do you live in the state of Colorado? I'd rather not answer any questions. Okay. Well, you're operating a motor vehicle. In the state I'm not of operating a motor vehicle. Motor vehicle is defined in the paperwork as a vehicle on the roadways doing commerce. This is not a commercial vehicle. You're operating a light blue Nissan Maxima with no license plates. So I'm not operating and I'm traveling from point A to point B. At this time. Then I guess, I guess we have a disagreement in the understanding. I presented you paperwork. You've presented me nothing other than your understanding. So my understanding is backed by definition, Supreme Court rulings, and the Motor Vehicle Code. You've given me nothing except what you believe to be true, so where can we go with this? The statements that I've made to you are ones that are produced in the Colorado Revised Statutes. Can you show them to me? On traffic law. Can you show them to me? I can. I'm going to go grab the book right now and just open it up and scroll through the pages for you. Well, I was kind enough to have all my paperwork and things in order and my understanding here to present you to you. You have not provided me with any proof of insurance, any driver's license, or any proof Sir, of registration. Sir, the paperwork that I provided to you makes those things not applicable to me because I am not doing commerce on the roadway. This you provided is me three printouts. Of the definitions of the words in the Motor Vehicle Code and the Supreme Court ruling. Didn't you, didn't you swear an oath to uphold the Constitution and the law of the land? The Supreme Court is the highest law in the land. So that one, de that one decision that I showed you should be enough for you to either go and, and look at what I'm presenting again and give a, give a deeper, more detailed look at it, or to understand that we have no interaction right now. Because like I said, there's many Supreme Court cases on file. That is the law we're supposed to follow in this country. 
We can have disagreements in local court, but these have already been decided upon. The Supreme Court will hear my case as well if you guys bring charges, because I will take it there. We will be bringing charges. Sir, you, I, I, again. You for violating law in the state of Colorado. The word violation in law means to cause loss, injury, or harm. It also means to sexually advance on someone when it's unwanted. I did not do any of those things. So, you know, again, we have to get our words and terms in line with the definitions of what we all are agreeing on here is the English language. We cannot use words and not agree on the definitions. I'm not making up my own definitions. The state of Colorado is a whole other discussion. And furthermore, it doesn't even come into this because, like I said, any roadways federally, the, the people, a man, a woman has a right to use the public roadways to travel from point A to point B. It's been ruled on. You cannot have a government organization who's supposed to work for the people come in to tax the people to use what is the people's. That is fraud. You may disagree with me. I, however, have the truth, the definitions, the facts, and the case rulings on my side. So like I said, if you bring charges forth, I expect you to show up on the day of whatever the proceeding will be. And then I expect you to show up at the Supreme Court proceeding. And we will have a discussion in front of whoever needs to be there about what I have the right to do and not do since you seem to believe you have a right to stop me and take up my time and take a right off me we'll have that discussion if that's what you choose to do I don't believe you should because I think by conversing with me you can ascertain that I am an upstanding intelligent individual who's out here doing no harm and I have no you know there's really no reason to have any issues with me Why is that? because like I said uh, you know, and we, we can get into all the thing. I don't know if you're interested in all that, but you see where our country's going and what we're doing right here is part of the reason why. But I'm glad we're doing this and I expected this, you know, so it's not really an issue for me. You know, I, I, I have to stand on what's true and what's right. I have to stand on my conviction, you know, in my heart and, and what the, the, the definitions and the understanding tells me. So that's all I'm attempting to do. Well, I think we might have a misunderstanding upon definitions here. Again, the Supreme Court, it's been the Supreme Court, so let's say we both didn't understand definitions. Supreme Court has heard all these cases, and the judges have ruled over and over again that the right of the if you want, I can search them for you right now, the quotes, the right of the people to use the public roadways is an untaxable, uh, 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 uninfringible right. You cannot tax somebody, force them to get registration, force them to get insurance. You cannot force any of that. At all interactions are in this country are supposed to be voluntary. They're not supposed to be under coercion and duress. Do this or else, you know, and you can't use fear and safety as a reason to take people's rights. Okay. Okay. Stop right there. Let's make a couple critical points here. I've watched a number of interactions and the ones that were successful and honorable from my point of view have made very sure that the tone and tenor of the conversation is civil as Paul is doing here. At no time does the officer feel threatened. I don't think at any time the officer feels like Paul is belittling him. And I think these are key crucial points. What would you add there, Paul? No, I think you're absolutely on the ball again, as far as reading the situation. I mean, it's important to be aware of yourself as well as the other person's sort of mental and emotional state and then conduct yourself accordingly. But you always want to remain in control of at least yourself and be projecting in a way that is well received, right? And sort of disarming, right? Because now if you listen to his tone, and this is what officers should be trained to do, which is psychologically and sub-psychologically de-escalate, right? So what I'm attempting to do in certain ways is to appeal to his nature and good sense, if he has any, 
and de-escalate the situation. And now we're just two guys talking, right? This may be among the most critical things that get conveyed here for anyone who wants to stand up as a living man or woman with honor. Now, the second officer is about to arrive here, uh, but I think I would go so far as to say that if tone and tenor had been different in this conversation, the whole thing could have went south very quickly, and yet it has not. Uh, go ahead, Jason. There's a new officer about to show up on the scene here. You know? Well, my supervisor's here. If you said you wanted to talk to him. I mean, again, it, it's 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 more about what you plan on doing because if you plan on moving forward contractually, then obviously he's going to be the one here to supervise that whole situation. And then he will be on record to go to court as well, being okay with the fact that he supervised you, stopping me, taking my time and my rights, and then telling me that I don't have a right to do what's already been ruled on I have a right to do. Okay. That's the only reason I want him here, so that we're all under the same understanding. Sure. Hi, How sir. you doing, sir? Good. Hey, I'm Sergeant Valdez. I understand your sovereign stuff and everything and all that. Are you? What do you prefer to be? Yeah, a, I don't even. I don't. Living man, or how do you? I don't you even like to, to get into the terms and sure, labels. No, I'm just absolutely. a man. Yeah. Okay. You know, just like you are. Just a man. Just a man. Just like you are a man. You know, you're, you're a man. Understood. I'm a man. Understood. And from my understanding, again, like I told this man, was that sure. I've done my research. I have a conviction in my heart. Okay. My mind and my logic aligns with that logic morals and ethics this is private property i purchased it legally and lawfully Understood. and i'm taking it from point a to point b and the supreme court has ruled that i do not need to register license or any of that unless i'm doing commerce on the roadways i handed in the definitions has all the definitions there what's in the motor vehicle code and what black's law says that operating motor vehicles defined as doing commerce on the roadway i understand so sir just just so you know obviously we, we don't recognize that within our municipality laws. It's common law. And, and and I understand the common law and stuff, but our laws are, are obviously not in tune with your common law and the way it's practiced, so the court's going to have to be the one to dispute those. Does he, do you understand the reason he pulled you over? And you under, Absolutely and not. Why? Okay. Absolutely Have not. you been told why you've been pulled over this afternoon? He told me his perception, but I don't understand okay. it at all. Okay. And so... So we can help you understand the perception of why you're pulled over and what he told you. What did he specifically tell you? He he believes, like a lot of officers sure, believe, sure. that the common law, like you just said, mm -hmm. does not apply to them. However, this is not my common law. Common law is the law of the land. It's backed by the Supreme Court and the Constitution. What is the officer's common law perspective on why the stop was initiated for you? Oh, I would have no idea because common law is defined as loss, injury, or harm needing to take place in order to move forward. I did not do any of those things. Okay. So his corporate law or legal understanding would be that... I am an employee of a corporation. I would, I would assume this is understanding somewhere because, again, motor vehicle means a vehicle doing commerce on the roadway. Driver means someone employed by someone to do commerce on the roadway. The code even describes tractor trailer, taxi driver, or bus driver. That's why we use the term driver. Anybody who's behind this is not a driver. A driver is defined as someone employed to do commerce on the roadway. I am not that. I am a man taking my property from point A to point B. So what is the reason for the stop today? No plates, okay? That's a common thing that we obviously enforce and do with our laws and what we believe in and what we have to do. So the probable cause exists for him, not with you and your understanding, for him to go ahead and initiate a traffic stop based on the plates. What is his reason to believe that I'm driving this vehicle? Okay, stop. So some very key points here that I noticed, Paul. The first thing is, no, you didn't understand. You didn't stand under anything. Do you understand why the officer pulled you over? No, I don't understand. That's the first key point. 
But the second thing is it is clear for most of us who have been looking at the law ideas that these officers don't understand a damn thing. They don't have anything to do with the common law. They're only interested in their corporate law. What would you add? I think you're on it again. And, uh, you know, the reality of it is it's not that they they can't comprehend. Therefore, they don't understand. It's they comprehend and don't want to understand is what it appears to me. However, I'm not necessarily interested in what they comprehend or understand as long as they let me stand under my law and my rights. So they can be over there and I can be over here as long as the two do not interfere and cross paths and cause loss, injury, and harm, then, you know, that's fine, which is kind of where we left it, it seemed to me. Well, I'll make one more point before we queue back up and go further into this supposed traffic stop. I feel like we're coming to a time where exactly what's going down here is going to play over and over and over. It's like anything else. It's like that mountain no one can climb. When the first guy shows how it's done, there are plenty right behind them that are going to do it next. And as that begins to happen, I think the system has to change. Well, I guess I would go so far as to say either the common law has to change or the way things have been run under corporate law have to change. Because what we just basically heard was a trained supervisor for the police department basically say, I don't know anything about your common law. We're here for the municipality. We're here for our corporation. Go ahead, Jason. Well, you're operating the vehicle and driving and you were observed driving it. I wasn't driving. Driving is defined as commerce. Can can you read the paper? I understand your version of it. No, that's the definition by Black's Law Dictionary and the Motor Vehicle Code. We don't don't follow that. The Supreme Court does. So then you. We're not the feds. We don't operate under the Supreme Court. Yeah, but you swore an oath to uphold the law of the land and the Constitution. The Supreme Court is the highest law of the land. But ours is under a municipality and ours is under the Jefferson County Division. So you'd have to go to the Jefferson County for anything. Has he issued you any ticket or done anything? No, sir. Well, exactly. So. We're in a common state here of just talking about the situation, sure. and that's it. And you're being cordial, and you're and that's a good thing because we need to have these discussions. Well, that's it, and so that's what he's discussing with. Sure. You. So okay, stop right there. Correct me if I'm wrong, Paul, but I just heard the straw that broke the camel's back. Are you with me? <laughs> yeah. So for people who aren't catching on, did you catch the tone and tenor of the supervising police officer? He just took 10 giant steps backward invisibly and silently, but the whole tenor of what's about to happen just went over onto Paul's side of the net. Sure. He he absolutely realized that what I'm describing on camera when we get it onto paper is an overthrow of the U.S. federal government codes and regulations, as well as the common law, as well as the constitutional law for a commercial law enforced locally by a corporation, which never comes forward in court as man or woman. So what we have there is a system of fraud from top to bottom. He's aware of that just like I am. I'm sure he is. And that's why, like you said, his whole body language, demeanor, tone, and he even used the word common. We're just in a state of common conversation. Of course we are, because you realize what I'm bringing out here now is bigger than all of us. And you know, like I know, that we're all going to be held to this karma one way. To see, that's why I give this man a credit or whatever he respect, whatever you want to call it. He had a soul and a spirit inside of him that said, whoa, hold on a second. God is talking now. And God says it doesn't like what his servants are doing. And we need to back off. That's not going to happen 
a good majority of the time with people who are ignorant and arrogant. A couple things you did here again, which steered the conversation in an outcome that is acceptable to most of us listening. Paul says, yeah, but you were sworn an oath to uphold the law of the land and the constitution. To me, it was that sentence where the supervising officer suddenly had that horrific feeling that what I've been doing out here every day, what I've been trained to do, there's something wrong. And he's putting it together in his mind, realizing that it's on film, and as an intelligent human being, is beginning to realize that there is no outcome that is beneficial to the police if they keep carrying forward at this point. Anything to add there, Paul? No, that's... um... That's pretty much it. And it's, it's amazing no matter how many times, even though I was there and I could listen to it a bunch of times, it's really an amazing process from start to finish. What this is, is a videotaped how the hell to conduct yourself 101 if you're going to start acting as an adult and holding your position as whatever you want to call it, a living man or living woman. To God, though, right? So, like, what this all really amounts to is whoever, whatever, God, the higher power, other than you, that you hold yourself accountable to. Right. It literally comes down to you, you surrounding me, right, in the gladiator arena and saying, you could take my head off today, but I have to be accountable to the most high. I cannot go against that. Well, I hope everyone listening heard what Paul just said, because it was open for the interpretation of any living man or woman to what fits their particular walk of life at that particular moment of being. And that's another thing that religion has taught us not to understand. Well, wait a minute. The man in black told me it's this way. So any other way than this way is the wrong way. What Paul just did is what I accept to be correct. We'll just say the most high. We'll say whatever it is. It's, it's inevitable. It is what it is. It's beyond being contested. And the proof that it's beyond being contested is about to play up, play play up here as the officers realize they got to back off. Go ahead, Jason. So understanding your beliefs and, and what you think aren't necessarily ours because what well, we have to practice a certain thing. There's an understanding there. I hope you know that. Obviously, we pulled you over because we don't have the same understanding of what your understanding is of the law. Do you understand that? As long as we have a common agreement on that, I'm good. You're going to have your definition of it is. We're going to have what our obligations are. But what is yours based on? So ours is based on Colorado revised statutes and traffic codes that we are to enforce. That's what ours is. The term trafficking means to take goods from one place to another. That's why drug trafficking is defined as taking drugs from one place to the other. I'm not trafficking anything. I'm traveling, sir. Listen, but listen, by, by, by our standards and our Colorado revised statutes, you are an operator of a vehicle operating a motor vehicle. This is a motor vehicle. And I, and I, I could sit and I could have coffee with you and I'd love going into this stuff, but I'm just telling you the way it is and how it works for us. And, and that's what he's trying to tell you is the reason why you were pulled over and all that stuff. And you, and you said, I'm just a man. I'm just a man. I appreciate that and stuff like that. If he's asking you for identification, you don't want to give it. I understand why you're not wanting to give it and why you believe that you don't have to give it and stuff. If he were to ask you, what would your name be given by the corporation or the land as far as government is what we see as government? Would you have a legal name under that? What would be your false name that you be giving? Which would be the government name that we go to that would be given to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yep. You got to stop that. You got to pull yeah. that. You have to pull that. Whatever that, whatever that rigmarole, that, that double talk, double speak. If you, if we get in, that's two hours right there. What he just laid out that he barely understands, but is aware of that is where this whole thing takes place. Is that fraud right there?
let me actually, let me give you my perception on this, Paul. That particular officer showed up knowing that he was going to call you a sovereign or a living man, which means that supervisor has already been trained to try to show up in situations like this and Buffalo, the individual that's been pulled over into playing the game, contracting what's happening here. And you can see it in between every line this officer just uttered is he knows damn well he's calling it a fake name a corporation <laughs> of the land and every word he is uttering he is basically backing up to go get in his car as he tries <laughs> to hold some moral authority that is long gone it's so great well let's just say it what it is he understands at least enough of what the reality of the situation is. And he just said it on camera, on your camera, Paul, as well as I'm sure he's wearing a body cam. And I have a friend who's a police officer and he assured me that those body cams don't fail. If they do, there's a serious issue. So that's on tape in at least two places. And indefensible, I might add. And everybody start the the super, Paul knew it from the beginning. The supervising officer tried to do what he could to get the deck of cards to fall in their favor, but had to come to the realization that there was no outcome that they were after. Let's go ahead. Let's roll it. And if you're comfortable in providing that with him, that's what he wants. Yeah, I'd rather not, I'd rather not provide anything because again, once I provide any kind of information, I'm contracting with him. Understand. And I would rather not contract with him. Again, th this, first of all, again, we can go back to you guys' rules. Those red and blue lights are not to be pulled, pe pulling people over. Those are emergency lights. They're be used to, for people to move over so they can move past. Just by me pulling over, I have submitted to something that I know is incorrect because the purpose of those lights are emergency lights. They're not for pulling people over. So I did you. so because I understand that That's in today's day and age, that if I do over? not do that and I go like this and sure. say, Sure. Go ahead, which is what it actually tells you you should do when a policeman pulls up behind you and the regulation says, oh, roll down your window, pull over, and wave him on. I did not do that because then he'll say, oh, you were trying to... I understand the psychology of how most officers think. Well, I understand... You, you, you complied, and you pulled over and stuff, and that's a start. Because that's I want this interaction. Well, that's I great. want the and interaction I, one way or the other. We have to get it on record. Have you, been, have you interacted like this in a court of law already? I, I would rather not get into that. Understood. But I'm just, I'm just, and if you have. I have a lot of experience in, in a courtroom and with the material. Perfect. Perfect. Okay, stop right there. This is the, the supervising officer's last ditch attempt. Hey, Paul, have you ever actually won doing all this stuff you're doing to me? <laughs> sure. And that's what he's taking a temperature. And I'm, and I'm still going to say the same thing I said then. I'm not going to get into what I do in court. And whether I win or lose, I will just make the statement. I've been in court a lot and I have a lot of experience with this information. So you make of that whatever you will. <laughs> All right, let's roll, Jason. And so with that being said and, and stuff, I, I just want you, so we're not wasting time and being naive on Sure. understanding all this stuff you're an educated man you understand what your beliefs are we have our certain rules that we have they're not my can we just stuff. say i don't mean to be i'm not being a dick they're not my belief sir it's well, a knowing that i've come to based on eternal truth this truth is not going to change whether you, you understand it your heart it's a conviction it's a, it's a conviction the same thing the court will have Absolutely. to use to either convict me Absolutely. or not because it rests in my heart and it cannot be changed by any other man's belief Absolutely. a belief and a conviction are two very different things i understand i you understand know? I understand. And you hold it true to yourself. Absolutely. I live by I live by certain morals, logic, and ethics that I hold myself to so at, you have at, a belief, at all times. You have a belief in the Constitution. 
not a belief. I have a knowing that the Constitution is codified based on universal law, that no man has the right to rule over any other man. That will always be a truth since the day we came here to the day we die, because it is illegitimate and is based on coercion, duress, and force. So you have a knowing. I have a knowing. It is unchanging. I am the same yesterday as I am today as I will be tomorrow. Okay, and I hope you can respect it, obviously. We have a knowing and understanding. You have a belief system that you are adhering to, and it is not in line with truth, sir. It may not be in line with your truth. No, the truth is unchanging. You have your perspective, I have my perspective. Well, that's just it. That's a difference. By us conversing, we come to one truth. Absolutely. And that truth is unchanging. We may not come to an agreement on the truth, but we will come to a truth. The universe has has one truth that we all must come to understand. If we don't, we will suffer consequences, individually and together. I appreciate your cooperation and understanding with it. You've been more than pleasant to deal with on it and I've dealt with many people that that have the same understanding of things as you do and stuff like that so let me talk to my officers and see what the plan is here and stuff and I appreciate your cooperation I appreciate you sir you've been cordial with me you had a good rapport with me and you haven't been forceful in in any way I got no reason why so thank you for your cooperation give me one second my man I appreciate it thank you sir we'll be able to edit this down Paul as the officer goes back to get the white flag <laughs> you know, he, he, what he did was he went back and he had a power with them and he said, This is a good dude. He's pretty intelligent. He's presenting his case. He probably knows what he's talking about. And it's just not worth us having to go into court and deal with it. And honestly, we probably don't really want to fuck him that bad anyway because he wasn't an asshole with us. Let me actually ask you, Paul, is there any reason to play the rest of this out or is this a good place to do a sum up? Is there more that we should play within the clip that we don't want to miss? I think you should definitely let him come back and sort of have the human moment with us where we sort of... All right, go go ahead, Jason. Let's get there. So how would you refer to me? Would you refer to me as Mr. Valdez or just a man? So I know from my education. Mis- Mr. Valdez... I don't respect... I don't expect you to say Sergeant Valdez or anything. Yeah, I mean, like even that. a judge, right? Like yeah. any man, once you take it out of the... You know, a man has... He's still trying, by the way, Crow. Right? So one of those duties and responsibilities would be acting as someone. Sure. Right? So a judge is acting as a judge, but he is a man first. If, so, you're, if you're employed in whatever you do, what's your like trade and what do you do that's your specialty as far as employment? Would you be referred to your title of employment? So like if you were a DJ or something at a club? Absolutely would, not. So how do you Absolutely re- not. Because that, re- is, that is, that is a re- an ability to respond. That is a responsibility that I take on in order to generate currency in in this realm but who i am and what i am is even beyond a man because the man is i'm i'm only taking temporary possession of my physical body but how do you end up doing it like how, how do you how would you classify your job title yeah. and stuff like that yeah uh, uh, this is distracting if, i'm sorry if, i'm sorry if you had a job title like how would you classify yourself in a job title to work if you, you do do you work Absolutely. okay so you do work and you get us currency and all that stuff like that and you do have to pay taxes yeah, so I just want to be clear with the audience, right? Because I forgot about this part. He's there's still sort of, you know, the guy Fine. in the background is trying to get my VIN number, right? He's looking over. That's why I said I got distracted. He's looking over the man's shoulder, trying to get my VIN. My VIN is covered. He is trying to have a sort of closer, more intimate sort of lower toned interaction with me where he's questioning me on my titles and what I do for a living. He's still trying to make end roads into uh, making joinder between the man and, and commercial activity, right? That's, you know, how many times have you seen the clip, Paul, where I don't answer questions? Well, let me ask you this, sir. No, I don't answer questions. Now, you, it's they're basically, this is no different than some ninja out there gathering intel. And by the way, you had your VIN covered up, so there's no way they could see it? No, they can't. And then what you wind up seeing in the end is I remove it because I've never registered. The, 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 the property has no attachment to me whatsoever. So when they go and look at it, all it's going to show is the previous 
individuals and whatever else. So they can't do anything with it anyway. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, you lost, you gave up your VIN number. They're going to bring, they can't do anything with it because there's nothing attached to me. It's, they have to now make the case that either it's not my property or that, you know what I'm saying? So that's the only reason I even allowed that to go on. Well, it's pretty clear that he made one last kind of half-hearted run at you, but the whole time they're gathering intel, aren't they? Um, They're trying to get information. They're trying to open up a door that they can jam their foot in. But go ahead, Jason. Oh, I don't get into all that. I'm not going to get into all that. Regardless of that, if you have a title, do you have to put a title? If you go to apply for a job, do you have to adhere to that title? I mean, that title, title, while I'm operating under that... um, what, what, what would be the word here? Uh, well, like in that you, capacity. When I'm operating... Company, though. Yeah, when I'm on their clock and sure. I'm taking money from them back to commerce, commerce, right? If I'm employed on the roadways, then I'm classified as a driver. So, so you, you would refer to me as, as a, a driver. As but a if, driver. I, if I'm not taking money to do a service, then I have no classification or title. Which well, that's I, why you know, I asked you about it. Like if you yeah. were a DJ at a club and stuff and you were taking money from... I'm DJ. From uh, yeah, you're, I'm DJ, DJ. Uh, jerk off, yeah, you know, DJ when, whoever. <laughs> uh, on DJ Friday man. night when I'm taking money and I'm in the club, but I'm still a man first, right? Okay. Like man. I'm acting as a DJ, just like we're all acting, you know, in the world. Like Shakespeare said, you know, all the world is a stage. We're all players upon it. I understand. You know? Okay. So you cover your VIN for the purposes of no identification and stuff like that, right? Well, I just, you, I just know the, I just know the whole routine, and I know that there's always going to be some end road into trying to build a case. And this vehicle is not stolen. There's no, this vehicle is not reported stolen. There's no reason to believe I'm not the owner of it. So I don't believe that anybody has the right to. Well, that, but that's the thing. I mean, for for us to not, to, the, the ignition's not punched. You cooperated. You pulled over. Those are uncharacteristics of somebody of course. stolen a vehicle and stuff like that. But I mean, th- through. And I don't want to get into semantics for us. <laughs> through our beliefs of what we have and stuff as far as operating a vehicle on a world way, it has to be licensed, registered, all the stuff that you already know and stuff, what our beliefs are and what we practice and what we adhere to. Vin, Vin has to be present, all that stuff that we have. There also is officer discretion on all these things. Yes, because if I, if I provide you with an understanding that, you know, lead you to a deeper understanding on your end of what I'm out well, here doing and I'm not causing any loss, no, injury, or harm, then... No, you've you been know, more than cooperative with me and that's why they called me over here and stuff so I could talk to you about this because I'm also fascinated by all this stuff sure. too. I and love, that's a I good thing, man. I, it's great to see Well, I want police. to educate myself on it. <laughs> and, and, but, th- but that's the thing. You say it like it's common sense. I've dealt with a lot of officers and they'll tell me, listen, I don't even care what the truth is. And they'll tell me, you seem like a smart guy. Just do as you're told. That's not, I didn't even do that with my own parents. You know, I'm not going to do that with anybody in this realm. I do what the truth leads me to an understanding. Just like the mask thing. I would tell you, take that fucking mask off, man. You're going to make yourself sick with an upper respiratory infection. But these motherfuckers are going to get you sick to have you out here working a job. And we have to comply because if not, we're going to lose our livelihood. This is where our country's at now. Giving out bad faith health advice. It is. You know? Well... Well, yeah, I would love to have coffee with you. Anyway, I'm sure you would, because anyway, <laughs> I know where a lot of you guys stand. So you know, a lot of this shit's he, bullshit. He, here's the thing, sir. So, what I have told my officer, instructed my officer, is you know, obviously you have your 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 idea of what what you're gonna do and what you're what you're focused on and stuff. And I said, well, you know, if he's not gonna identify himself and you know, we're not gonna issue him a summons or anything else like that. And he's been more than cordial with us stuff. I asked him to get the VIN at least off the vehicle so we could document the VIN on the vehicle. And that's all I asked him to do. But you have the VIN covered up. So that's why he was looking for the VIN. And that's that's all I was telling him to do. And he was just gonna cut you out of here and get you out of here. And stuff. Okay. So he, that's what he wanted to do. And if if you're good with it, that's what I'd like him to do is just grab the VIN so we can get you out of here and get you on your way. And if you'd like my business card, I'll give you my business card. And 
more than happy to do now, that. Now, am I obligated to do that? No, I'm, no. Asking, I'm asking you. <laughs> That's all I'm asking you. You're personally a, asking me. I'm personally saying, if, if you're good with it, if you can do the VIN and get my officer out of here, I'd appreciate it. Okay, and what's That's the reason for that? Just to make sure it's not a stolen vehicle. That's that's all I want to do. And I don't I don't believe, like I told you, you're being more than cooperative. You pulled over, which is not not common. And the fact that it's not punched or anything else like that. And I understand what you're, what you're practicing. Now, typically, I just stick with, I don't comply with anything I, that I'm not obligated that. to. Because as a man, you're asking me to do you a favor to make sure this vehicle is not stolen, I will do so. I However, as a man, if something comes to that after what you just told me, because yeah. you are going to cut me loose, you're not going to give me any summons. I'm not going to pull you out of a car. I'm not going to take you to the Jefferson County Jail. I'm not going to do anything. You're like not going to give me any tickets or any summons? Uh, no, we're not. We're just going to grab the van. Okay. <laughs> if you're good with that. That's fine. Are you okay with my card? Sure. All right, I appreciate it. And if you ever want to get together on personal time and have a conversation, I'm more than open and willing to do that. As a matter of fact, I look at it as a duty and a responsibility as an American to educate or to help, not even educate, I don't want to bring it to an ego thing, but to bring more understanding together to who and what we are doing here. You know, what our shared role in being Americans is. Is, is it the concept for, for the, about... Is it all fall under anything like British law or anything else like that? That's that's the part of British law. Again, this stuff gets it. very um, circuitous, and and there's a lot of you know there's a lot of little things that you have to little rabbit trails you have to go down. But part of this whole thing right stems from the birth certificate, where when there was and we're going to go through this again. They're calling it the Great Reset now. We're going to have an economic collapse the same way they did the first time, 1917 Spanish flu. They put everybody in mass. Majority of the deaths, the NIH.gov has concluded, Fauci wrote a paper on it. Majority of the 191700 million Spanish flu deaths came from wearing masks, from secondary bacterial infections, breathing in your own bacterial day. They did this once already, 100 years ago. We had a Great Depression. They came in with a system, birth certificate, social security number, where the government promised everybody benefits and privileges in exchange for their rights. And all they had to do was be given a number and a secondary name. What about the vaccine? Totally against it. Absolutely. So if you were to Bill Gates said in 2015, there's going to be an outbreak under the Trump administration. We're going to use vaccines to sterilize and depopulate people. He said it in TED conference. These are not my conspiracy theories. These are these psychopaths right out of their own mouths. What about like, so with you, I, obviously you go shopping and stuff to get stuff and everything. And do they confront you when you don't wear your mask or anything? <laughs> do they confront you when you don't wear yeah, your mask? Yeah, they do. So you know, but is it is it all cool though? You go in and they don't I, say anything. I converse with them the same way that I talk to you. You know, I try to be loving, I try to be compassionate, I try to be faithful, and I try to deliver them a message that touches their spirit. Okay. So that they can open their mind and heart to the truth that we're all supposed to be experiencing here. Um Yeah, that's that's fascinating stuff. Okay. Well I appreciate you talking to me about it and stuff like that. I appreciate you having a care in your heart, man. There's not many people nowadays who care for anything, let alone truth and what's right. It's a crazy world right now. Absolutely. As you know. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's why we need to do our due diligence and we need to be vigilant as far as serving truth. Because we can serve our belief systems, our egos, our careers, all this nonsense. If we don't serve the one truth, we're all going to lose it all soon, sir. We're going to lose our economy, our currency, which is a fiat currency backed by no gold and silver. It's losing its value day by day. They're moving over to electronic currency. There's a reason for all this stuff. This is not conspiracy theory. This is big corporations, big business, certain uh, big banking central banking cartels big bitcoin demo bro it's all it's all connected you know that you see the internet censorship now you see the left right division in the politics you got black lives matter you got supposed right wing racists it's all divide and conquer man they've been doing it for, since back to rome these are intergenerational banking families let me give you one more thing 
Go look it up. Bridge Ann de Avignon. She was 12 years old. She went down in Guinness Book of World Records, the first historian to find out that all the presidents except for one are blood related back to one king. Okay? A king of France. All the presidents except for one. And this is all verified by mainstream media. What is it, Bridge? Bridge Ann de Avignon. And then you can search up, um, you can search up, uh, 12 year old. Presidents related as keywords and okay. it will pop up on YouTube might be kind of hard to find now But it should still be up there. I gave it to someone last week She proved she went through all the genealogy and proved that f all of our presidents except for Martin Van Buren are linked to one king So you explain to me how we're out here voting and we have a, a right to vote and we're choosing How could they all be related to one king? Do you uh do you believe in email and stuff or no you don't do it? I mean, yeah, why not? Uh, would you would you be willing to email me stuff? Sure. Can I put my email on there? Absolutely. From the card that I gave you? Oh yeah. Thanks, man. I don't think I have my email. And see, this is what we're out here doing, and oh, I'm I not. That's it right there, actually. Never mind. This is a good officer, and I want to put this officer on camera. <laughs> this is Ricky Valdez. They just pulled me over. No license, no place, no nothing. But that's fine because you don't need that to travel from point A to point B. And this man was willing to listen to me and understand what I was saying, and he could tell that I'm up to I'm I'm not up to no good out here. You know, and this is what the human experience is Very supposed to be like. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. You have a good day, my friend. You take care of yourself. I appreciate sir. you, Mr. Valdez. Thank you. Be, be safe, okay? Okay. Thank you. Thank you. That's how you do it, folks. That's how you do it right there. And I hope all, I hope all you motherfuckers, look, I can't get this window up now. I'm all nervous and shit, but I, I hope all you motherfuckers are watching. I hope you're all watching, okay? All you people who told me that go ahead and try that shit with the police and see what they do. Well, I just tried it. No license, no registration, no insurance, no nothing, okay? They told me many times that we're going to the first guy. We're going to arrest you. We're going to do whatever. No, whatever. Stick to it. Stick to your fucking truth. Supervisor came. He said, we're not doing anything. We're not going to summon you. We're not going to do anything. You seem to know what you're talking about, okay? Then he asked me as a man, can I see your VIN? Because I have it covered up. As a favor, can I see it? I normally don't do that. I said, you know what? You can read my VIN to make sure that my car is not stolen. Okay, but I didn't even need to do that. He said, you're not even obligated to do that. But as a man, he gave me his word and I showed it to him. So here we are. The cops are going to let me go right here on Colfax in Colorado. No license, no registration, no insurance, no nothing. Because I don't need any of that to travel from point A to point B. The Supreme Court has ruled on it. So now I'm going to post this video. And I hope everybody enjoyed it. And I'm feeling good about myself right now. So there it is, man. There's how you climb a mountain and uh, show an officer of the law the way up that mountain, I would estimate. Uh, at the end of that, I think you actually made a difference with that one individual. And not only that, Paul, here's what I suspect. For Based on everything I was able to learn about Officer Valdez during everything that was transcribed, he had already had contact with others or been trained on how to deal with so-called sovereigns, so-called living men or freemen, whatever he wanted to call them. But it's been in the back of his mind. And then he met you. What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, like you said, they do make no mistake. They do give these officers a cursory training. And it is, in a lot of ways, usually the negative end. So when they do walk up, they, all, they already have these preconceived notions about how the interaction is going to go. This is a dangerous extremist. This individual is known to carry guns. They give them all that in their head. However, we are all, again, made in the image of the Most High. We are all connected on a oneness level. If the individual is switched on in any way and does not have their ego totally in the way, 
and they are able to receive truth and, and, and listen to what you're saying, we do have the ability and the power to not only influence these interactions and experiences, but to change these people's lives going forward and to change our lives, right? That co-creative process. We can do that is absolutely possible. And I believe it is our purpose here right now and has always been. I'm with you. And I will go so far as to say that conversation opened up as us and them. By the end of the conversation, you were pointing out that Mr. Officer, you and I are in the same boat. And when the boat sinks, we're going down together. There were so many things that you brought up that I could tell just by his response, he had concerns about, or he had already thought about, particularly the mask. When you started telling the truth about how many people have been sickened by breathing their own exhaust fumes all day. Um, Jason, what would you add here? Well, the big thing that I really want everyone to take away from this is you've got to watch how you interact with these officers under any condition. You might get a Mr. Valdez who was awesome for the most part, or you might get somebody who is sadly a PTSD victim having come back from the Middle East after doing terrible things over there, which is who they target a lot to get to be police officers. If you're going to do this, try and keep your cool as best as possible and stand your ground with sincerity and be honest and let's go with succinct. Sure, stand in the truth. Don't waver, but also be loving and understand these people need our help. And if they go to obviously past a certain point, you just comply with them and then you handle it in court because you're not going to resist the rash. You're not going to do any of this, right? You're, you're understanding that this is a form in front of you who may or may not have the understanding and they may not know what they do, right? They know not what they do. So obviously I'm crazy, but I'm not stupid. So if he says to me, well, get out of the car, I'm going to reach in and take you out. No problem, sir. You have a belief. Uh, just let it be known on the record that I'm complying out of coercion and duress because I believe you're going to do harm to me. So here, here you go. Let's, let's get this underway. But you have to be willing to take that first step, right? Because fear oftentimes is going to keep us from taking that first step because of what may happen. I can tell you for sure what's going to happen if we don't take this step and it's going to be full on slavery. That is a fact. And everything that we've tried to cover that Paul did is basically, to use some crass ideas, a 101. Yeah, man, that's a scary mountain. But look, someone just scaled it. Not only did that, they scaled it with an officer on their back, if you really want to be honest about how that all ended. And another thing, when Rose was bringing this to my attention, she said she's thought about this and she'd be scared to death as the officer came up to the window. You know what she told me? She's not afraid anymore. And that's why this matters. And here's another thing, you know, Paul mentioned in the beginning of this, you know, Alphonse, others have gotten together. You know why? Because these are the souls that are going to lead the way, that are going to show what's possible. And lastly, before we begin to wrap up, I'm with Paul 100 and 800 million thousand percent. <laughs> if we don't do something, slavery will follow. That slavery won't last till the end of time, but who wants to deal with it at all? Do you want the people you love, your nephews, your children being slaves for some period of time? That is absolutely what's going to be attempted here. But look what just happened here. You saw the cops come up. Everyone had an idea of how this is probably going to go. You saw how it could be handled. You saw where the breaking point came. You saw how to conduct yourself. And then at the very end, you saw how to reach out man to man, human to human to point out that, dude, 
If my boat sinks, your boat sinks. If your boat sinks, my boat sinks. We're in this together. And that's what I got out of the end of that go around. So I'll give you one more chance before we begin to wrap up here, Paul. What would you like to add, man? Sure. It goes back to spiritually the principle. It goes back even thousands of years before Christ. My understanding, the Tao Te Ching. The masses mistake the true for the false and the false for the true, right? The same way they tell us on all the speakers constantly in our ear now programming us. We're all in this together. That is the corruption of the true. The true essence of the true religion or real spirituality, it's not big religion, is the understanding of oneness. That if we do not stand on the one eternal truth or a set of truths, we are going to give up everything in this worldly realm and in the hereafter, right? So it is principles and spirit first, and then we live in the world, but not we're not of the world. So it's, it's key to understand that this isn't just some script and some speech. This is a lifestyle and understanding of eternal truth that has to be embodied if we want to co-create the world we say we want and need to have for our children to exist in without having to be forced into masks and having chemicals shoved into their skin just to do everyday life tasks now. That's a fact. And so, Paul, let's make sure that you have full access to Crow777radio.com because I can guarantee there are going to be a lot of people who would like to reach out to you. And Jason, anything you want to add before I wrap up? Paul, are you intending to continue doing these sorts of interactions? You mean with out in, in the street? Yes. Oh, yeah. I have a whole YouTube channel. I got arrested uh, a couple times since that interaction. One for filing paperwork, refusing to mask, turn off my camera and be searched, right? All unlawful. Uh, giving up my rights for benefits and privileges to access my courthouse. So they arrested me for that. And then another one where the military was uh, helping to give out vaccines at the community center and asked me on the side of the road if I'd like to come in. So I went into film because I, at that point, was uh, involved in an investigation because I believed harm was being done. So I was arrested for that. And then the officers forged the paperwork and wrote COVID-19 where they were supposed to have me sign, promise to appear. So, you know, we have this work. That needs to be done because the liability needs to be created and these people need to be held accountable and response able for their choices, their beliefs, their, their, their thoughts, emotions, and actions. They have to be held accountable by the man and woman who they serve or who else is going to do it, right? Who will watch the watchers? If there's a bigger issue in the time that I live right now, I don't know what it might be, Paul. You know, the other day I had to do a simple thing. I take care of my mother who's 90 and in the state I'm in, they're going to mess with you if you don't get your vehicle inspected, which irks me, but not enough to make an issue of it. So I drive in to get the vehicle inspected, pay my, I don't know, 30, 40 bucks to get your little sticker because I don't have time to mess with people all the time. And I walk in without a mask and they all looked at each other. I saw it in their eyes and I was being congenial and polite. And uh, this is exactly what happened. They said, do you have the registration? Because we need to stamp it. I said, it's not a problem. It's in the glove box. She said, I can go get that. And I said, you know what? I'll get it for you because I knew what was going to happen. I walked out to the vehicle, got the registration, came in. Then the senior man, there was a man and a woman and there, a younger woman, uh, started to walk towards the door as he told me, you can't be in here without a mask. And I said, well, in fact, I can. I am here. And this is a business of public accommodation. And he said, but the state and the CDC have mandated. And I said, the state and the CDC have no authority to mandate anything over me. And last I checked, CDC was a corporation, not a legislative body of any kind. And so at that point, he walked out and the girl was there. So I looked her in the eye 
And I handed her the registration. I said, if I'm making you nervous, I'm more than happy to go outside. But you people are making yourself sick, breathing your own exhaust fumes all day. And I hope you don't do it for too much longer. But there it is. There's the full episode of episode 312.5. I want to thank you so much, Paul. If there's a more important thing we as individuals could be engaged in right now, I don't have any clue what it might be. As a matter of fact, I, I can't imagine there's anything more important to be engaged in than what you've done. You've shown a lot of people a way to go forward in a thing that people find scary. And maybe after they saw how you conducted yourself, the fear will begin to leave them because truly you've said a few things that matter beyond all other things in my life. And that's your spiritual knowing. You don't give that up for love, money, or death. You don't give it up. And that's exactly the things that are going to get pushed on now. I'll give you one more shot, Paul. Would you like to add anything before I wrap up? That's pretty much it. You know, I, I, I really enjoyed being here and what you guys are doing. And yeah, we also have to remember too that the officers, they have a big boulder to roll up the mountain at this point as well. So we have to give them credit and we have to respect them and hold them in high regard when they choose to do the right thing and uphold the law. And, and like I said, they have just as, as tough a job, if not more, because they're on the inside surrounded by people who may not agree and they may be getting heckled, but they're still choosing to do what is true and what's right. So that's all we're here to do. And I appreciate you, Crow and Jason. What an allegory. Exactly like Sisyphus. Go look up your ancient Greek myth. Those officers are in fact waking up every morning and rolling a rock up a hill that they will wake up tomorrow at the bottom of the hill and then begin to roll up the hill. Go look up the myth of Sisyphus. Such a good allegory there. But there it is, man. Of episodes we've done recently, this will be one that I hold in high regard because as I said, if there's something more important you could be doing with your life right now, I don't know what that could possibly be. But there it is, man. I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and higher-minded new era, and there is more of this new era coming. There it is, man. Cheers.
kind of beast. <laughs>